the shot block. A shot. Scores! Matthew Kachuk. What a goal! It's Zach Ronaldo against his old team. Makes it 3-0 Calgary. Here's Rainier in front. Chance for Ronaldo. Scores! Welcome back to the Firestarter Podcast. I'm Ryan Dietrich of CalgaryFlames.com, and today Zach Ronaldo joins us on the program. Zach, thanks for doing this. How are things? No problem. Um, great. Can't complain. Right on, right yep. on. Um, I guess first off, I have to ask, uh, you know, your first season with the Flames organization, uh, started the year in Stockton, but played very well and earned your call-up, and yep. you've been a mainstay ever since. Yep. So how's the first year in Calgary gone for you? Um, awesome. This, um, you know, I've been on, you know, a couple of different teams in the last couple couple seasons um trying to find a good fit and and uh, calgary welcomed me with open arms and and that was a, a nice welcome um to an organization you know i've never uh, been a part of or um heard too much about to be honest with you so um so far like, i love the city of calgary um everything that um i need in my life is in the city um as opposed to you know a couple other places you know arizona and nashville they're um, a little different, uh, but this is my first Canadian market, and um, me being from Canada, Hamilton, Ontario, it's uh, it's really nice to um, get a feel for Canadian fans, yeah, um, and their um, perspective on how hockey should be played, and it's um, I love it here so far. It's a really good start. For That's me. awesome. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, you've played in some big markets already in your yeah. career, Philly mm-hmm. especially. We yeah. know how passionate their fans yeah. are, but. You know, you kind of alluded to it there. Does it have some special meaning? You know, putting on a Canadian team sweater growing up in Canada. Yeah, it does. Um, I never think, I never thought it would until I, I honestly put the jersey on this season, and I saw the uh, the alumni around, and I, I kind of their faces were very familiar, their names were very familiar because they also played in the NHL, and they're um, a lot of a big respect factor. So when I saw the people in the organization that have input in the organization that are very respected around the hockey hockey world and the Canadian world um that was really cool so when I put that jersey on uh I put it on with pride and I um I try and you know uh, play with my heart for the uh for the team on the front of my jersey awesome and you know injuries are part of the game so just going back to last year I know that was tough uh, a shoulder injury cost you the last part of the year in Nashville yeah. but you know I think what fans have learned from you here is that you know, you obviously don't enjoy the process, but you use things like that as fuel, right? So what was, what did the offseason kind of look like for you as you rehabbed the body and got ready for another NHL year? Yeah, um, I I banged up my shoulder, uh, and it was it was my choice. It's either I was going to have surgery in February or I was going to have surgery in June or whenever the season was uh, finished in May or whatever. Um, so I opted out to do the surgery in the middle of the season as opposed to off-season kind of like training and like – you know, I need my uh, my body for my kids and my family and stuff. So, um, but it was I took a totally different approach to training. Um, I'm getting older, um, and my and my job is uh, is is a, it's a hard job on the body and a lot of really taxing on the body. And I've dealt with a lot of injuries in the past that creep up day to day. So I need to take care of that. But my off season was really um, it was more functional training okay. as opposed to like real heavy strength training. Don't get me wrong, like there was a lot of um, mobility mixed in with strength, but it was um, really functional mobility tied in with a little bit of strength, a lot of endurance. Um, you know, I it, it all paid off because um, I haven't been hurt. You know, knock on yeah. wood. You know what I mean. Um, but I, I, I give credit to the way I worked out this summer, and me staying in shape, and me staying healthy all year this year. 
you know, even if injuries aren't a part of it, over the course of your career, have you, how does the off-season training, how has that evolved? Have you had to sort of change it, go from, you, you mentioned like functional training and mobility, with it, lifting weights. I mean, how does that change over the course of your uh, your career so far in this league? Like when I was in the OHL from maybe, I don't know, 17 to 19, I didn't really work out. I, you know, I would just go home and you know, go to the gym with my buddies and like, you know, yeah. bench press, biceps and all that, you know, fun stuff when I was young. And it wasn't probably till I was like 21, 22 that I really started doing sports specific training. Um, because, you know, you want to be a professional and you want to stay in the league. Sure. Um, and that's what I was told to do. So I listened to my, to my organization that I was with at the time. Um, and ever since that, you know, I've, I've, I'm, Cautiously, especially with my injuries, um, I really pay attention and I, and I learn from the doctors and the trainers on our on my teams. So when I do get hurt, I know exactly what I'm hurting and exactly what I need to rehab. And I have I've, I've educated myself, and now I'm in a totally different space mentally and physically that I'm so aware of my body and what my body needs and how it functions. So because um, everyone's different, right? My body is yeah, for sure. functioning everyone you know totally different than everyone else's. So I think me getting a good grasp of my own body and knowing what my body needs and how it moves is uh, probably the number one thing that I can um, vouch for that people need to figure out. Very cool. You know, one of the things you've done very well over the course of your career, especially is it like to adapt to the way the game has evolved because it's changed drastically over the last few years. Mm -hmm. But you could argue there's less physicality nowadays, certainly less fighting, all that stuff. But is it challenging at all to adapt to it, or do you kind of pride yourself on being able to be that energy guy that can provide, you know, anything the team asks yeah, of you? Yeah, it was, it was really hard for me. Um, probably halfway through my career, um, you know, I was I was always being told, Zach, you don't have to hit this hard. Zach, you just let up a little bit, or Zach, you don't gotta, you know. Uh, hit as hard I was, that, was my, sure. that was my thing people have me Zach ease up ease up don't don't hit so hard and to me that was um like heartbreaking because you know I came into the league you know thinking that hey these are grown men like I gotta go through these guys and these guys are gonna go through me so like why wouldn't why would I let up if someone's not gonna let up on me yeah. um so that was the probably the biggest heart the hardest thing to deal with mentally was being told not to go all out or ease up on people um and I think once I mentally got over that, not that I do let up, but in certain areas, um, you know, I have to because if, if I don't, uh, I'll be suspended and I don't want to be suspended. Um, and that's probably the number one thing. And I don't like hurting people and putting people in vulnerable positions and stuff. But at the end of the day, it is hockey. But in, and unfortunately, I have to let up on some hits because if I don't, I'll be suspended. Yeah. So it's it's like a, it's a love-hate type of thing. For sure. But I deal with it, and I've rolled with it. And to be honest with you, it's made my life as a, as a hockey player and my life um, uh, in this role easier for me, a little less taxing on my body, to be honest with you, because um, now I can um, concentrate more on – playing the game and I think uh, now that when I concentrate on puck first mentality the hits show up right as opposed to my first couple years um, I was always looking for the hits looking for the hits sometimes they would be there sometimes they wouldn't be there and when I went out looking for them um, that's what I got in trouble with the league and suspended so now when I'm concentrating puck first play first the hits just come in front of me and that's when I'm able to perform my best hits well, and like you said, there's different ways in the game, too, to provide energy, right? Mm -hmm. you, like, you exactly, use your yeah. speed to your advantage yeah. and getting in on the forecheck. Like, yes. That's kind of become your game, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I've, uh, <clears throat> I've, I've almost mastered <clears throat> creating energy without, sometimes without physicality, without a fight. Um, I think, you know, like last, last game, I beat out in icing, um, you know, and then the crowd went, you know, they, they give an applause for it. And I think guys feed off that on my team and 
I think when you see a person working hard and every shift, not taking a shift off, that, you know, it feeds down to the bench and it feeds down to guys and they feed off that because I know, you know, for instance, when, when Johnny Goudreau's got his feet moving and he's hustling and, and he's working his bag off, uh, that gets me going. Yeah. So I can only imagine, you know, when I work hard, how, what energy it gives to guys too. If I'm feeding off someone um, that's not known for their energy but's working really hard, then I know my energy just from working hard will uh, feed off to the team. And obviously all that turns into other areas of the game. I mean, you've supplied some offense this year for the team too. Yeah. I mean, a uh, critical part of a couple of wins too, getting yeah. a couple multi-point nights. Mm -hmm. What do those do for your uh, confidence? Not that you necessarily need it because you've been in the yeah. league for a while, but to come into a new room and be able to contribute yeah. in all these different ways kind of gives you a little bit of a little bit of extra jump, right? Yeah, it does, definitely. Um, definitely a, a confidence booster for sure. Um, to not only to myself, but to prove to other people that, you know, I'm not just a one-dimensional up and down the ice, you know, hit fight. You know, I do have um, some tools in my toolbox that I can pull out when the when it presents itself. And I think I've shown a really good job at that when I get the opportunity. Um, but I like, you know, I don't get too high. I don't get too low. I'm always neutral. Um, so I think that's the best way to be. You can't get too confident and you can't get too low on yourself. You just got to stay um, even keel. Very cool. Switching gears a little bit, uh, for the last couple of years, uh, you've hosted Hockey Night in Hamilton, You know, a charity hockey game that kind of brings together a number of NHLers, past and present, raise awareness and f uh, benefit. It's food for kids, food right? Food for kids, yeah. Um, how did this idea come about, and what does it mean to you? Because I know you're a very charitable guy to yeah. kind of give back to your community. Yeah. Um, my, my hometown is probably my number one um, thing on my mind. During the season, giving back, and when I'm done as a hockey player, yeah, that's my roots. That's where I'll be going and setting up shop, whatever I want to do. Um, so my, my hometown, my community is my number one um, pride. Uh, to sh it's just to show kids, you know, like there's not many people from Hamilton that make it to the NHL. Sure. Um, I think there's maybe five or six of us in the league right now. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of shedding light on people from Hamilton that like if I can make it anybody can make it because I was I wasn't supposed to make it I was a you know draft the 14th round to the OHL draft the 7th round in the NHL or 6th round wherever um you know I wasn't supposed to make it but I made it you know hard work and dedication and sacrifice is the three three keys that I did but yeah giving giving back is um probably the one of the first things I ever wanted to do um when I made the NHL um, I think that just goes with being a professional and making the money that you're making and being on a stage um, where you can reach out to so many people. So um, giving back is a big, big thing for me. It, it started with, um, uh, I went to Scott Hartnell's charity event, and oh, yeah. I also went to Danny Briere's charity event, um, both in one summer, and I saw what they put on. And I was blown. I, I was like, this is this is really what you're supposed to do. Like, there was hundreds of people, like gala events and, you know, stuff being auctioned off and all these cool people you're meeting. And I said, you know, this is real. This is NHL stuff. This is what you're supposed to do and give back. And um, it started from there. My mom, um, and then it really, really picked up when my mom had breast cancer. Um, and the hospital really, really helped her out and really took care of her. McMaster's sick kids. So it really started... Um, my first two charity events were raising awareness for breast cancer, and all the money went towards the the breast cancer um, facility inside of the hospital. And it kind of evolved and got bigger and got better. And we kind of switched up the the whole scenery because my mom, she you know you know she uh, went through the breast cancer and she battled through and she overcame it. And uh, and we moved on. And so now I'm doing food for kids, and uh, we raised I think we raised um, last or two summers ago was. 
twenty thousand. I think this year was almost thirty. Yeah, um, and that all goes, like, I cut a check, boom, I don't take no money. No players that come take no money. They don't ask for anything. They'd accommodate it for hotels. That's about it. Um, every single dime goes straight towards Food for Kids, and that provides kids that um, don't have food for lunches at school and that can't afford food for um, dinners after school. And it's really cool because um, the kids that can't afford food at the school um, <clears throat> it's not known. So it's not like, here, kids, here's your lunches in front of your, your classmates. When they're in their classroom, um, the people that work for Food for Kids will go during their classroom and put the lunches in their bags. So it's like they've they got their food made at home, so no one you know, knows There's about... There's no stigma, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. There's no judgment or anything like that. And I thought that was really cool. You know, I've been to the, to the warehouse, and I've seen... You know, I get the idea of how they package it up, and now you know, I want to do some food deliveries to homes and stuff like that. Just... You know, I organize it from top to bottom, so it's hard for me to go out and get my feet wet, so to speak. But um, yeah, that's what I do, and I love it. We have like, I we have like three hundred to five hundred between three hundred and five hundred people out the last two years. I've done it. Um, yeah, we do like a meet and greet after the uh, the game. They all sign autographs and pictures, and it's just a really really cool time. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and I mean, clearly this has been something you've been passionate about throughout certainly your pro career, but I yeah. mean, probably growing up too. I mean. Did having kids change your perspective a little bit on this too? Or? No, it, it it wasn't. It was my parents. Um, I grew up, um, uh, you know, not having <clears throat> my friends, not having everything that they wanted or they were struggling to have clothes. Not, you know, they had clothes, but, you know, they needed some help. So what I would do, my parents would do, we'd get old clothes that didn't fit me or that we weren't wearing at the time. We'd box them all up and we'd bring them to uh, my friends' friends' homes that you know couldn't afford the clothes at the time and we would drop off the boxes and, and we would just give old things that we weren't using around the house or stuff that we outgrew to people that were in need. Right. So I think that was probably the foundation of what really started me to give back. Um, it, you know, my, my family was just we are just big-hearted people. And we give if you need it, we'll give it to you. We'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the shirt off my back if you need it. Um, but yeah, that's just the kind of people we are. So that's what goes hand in hand. Good stuff, Zach. Uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken, you held the honor or the event rather in honor of mm-hmm. Ray Emery, who, yeah. from what I understand, was a good friend. Certainly grew up in the Hamilton area yep. as well. Yeah. Um, tragically passed in 2018. Yeah. But but what did Ray mean to you as a friend, and and how much of an impact did mm-hmm. he have in these initiatives as well? Yeah, I didn't know Ray until I played with him in Philly. Um, we both knew each other. We, I knew who he was. It was a mutual. It's just like a mutual friendship. We didn't know each other, but when we met each other, we're like, hey, yeah, we're we're buddies instantly, just because we're from the home or from right, our hometown, right. right? So it was. We just hit each other like you know. It was just like we knew each other for you know twenty years, thirty years. Um, but Ray was always happy and always a positive person, and he always lit up the room when he came in. Um, but that was the one thing that I could always count on Ray for. He wasn't like, I've been to some charity events um, where he was supposed to be there, and he you know, he wouldn't show up. He was busy or something. But the one thing he always made sure is, yeah, we had time for my event because it was in our hometown, and he knew how much it meant to me. And I think you know, he was that very passionate person about his home community, so he always wanted to give back, and I could always count on him to be there. So unfortunately, the, you know, the way things happened, and he's not with us no more, but... Um, Every year I put on the event, he's with us and watching over the event and making sure everything's uh, going according to plan for me. You know, you've talked a lot about family. Clearly, that's a big part of your life. Uh, about a month ago, we had a couple extra days in Toronto, and you were saying at the time that 
as soon as you landed, you drove over to Hamilton because you got to spend some time with yeah. your grandparents. Um, yeah. Just what do they mean to you, and, and how have they been there over um, the course of your career? Mm, they're like my backbone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they're like my dear, my daycare after school. They're my, uh, my heart and soul. So it's tough seeing them not like once a year during the season. And I don't normally get a day off in Toronto. So when I yeah. do, I definitely go to their house and, and uh, make it worth their while, make it worth my while. Um, they're very, uh, very Italian. So I go home and not that they make crazy Italian food. You know, they're getting older, so they can't really uh, stand up for too long in the kitchen. Sure. So <laughs> it's funny, though. Um, it's good. It's just, you know, good camaraderie. It, it makes me or it keeps me humble, um, grounds me, brings me back down to earth. Um, not that I'm, you know, need. I'm not that I'm high up and, you know sure, what I mean, yeah. if you brought down, but it's nice to, you know, reconnect. And I got to see my sister in the morning and, you know, stuff that I don't normally do during the season uh, because we don't get a day off in Toronto. Yeah. So when I do, I take advantage of it. But, yeah, they were uh, they're my uh, my backbone. You mentioned the, the Italian part of it. Are, are you kind of true to your roots that way when you're living on your own or not so much? No, I'm not. Like, even uh, we – it was tough. Like, I think we're more – we say we're Italian, but we don't really do Italian ritual. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> festive things, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, it's all good. We're a close family, and I think that makes us Italian enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on a little bit more on the hockey side. Yeah. This is sort of the elephant in the room or every NHL dressing room this time of year. Obviously, the trade deadline's coming up. Yeah. Uh, not that, you know, anything may or may not affect you personally, but having been through a trade mid-season once, I think in the OHL in your career. Twice in the OHL twice. and once in the NHL, but that was off-season. Right, yeah. so once mid-season, I think in the uh, OHL? Twice. Twice, okay, so even more experience. What yeah. is that like then for a guy to go to a new room? First of all, to hear the news, but then to go into a new mm -hmm. room and try to climatize yourself and get to know a new group of guys. I mean, we look at NHL players as sort of being indestructible, but there's yep. certainly a personal aspect to all mm -hmm. that stuff, right? Yeah, there is a on the personal side of things. Um, I think I've been like almost heartbroken twice when I'm when I was traded. Um, when I was traded from London, that was I took that pretty hard. I know I loved my builds at the time; they were great people. Um, the London fans that I got that I got to know and the whole rink really appreciated my hard works, and that was really tough leaving my fans in in London. Even the coaching staff, Dale and Mark Hunter, you know, they were, um, they taught me how to be a pro. If it wasn't for them, I don't know if I'd be here today. Um, so leaving them was really, really tough. Um, and then leaving Philly, getting traded from Philly, but that was, wasn't midseason, but that was really tough to handle because I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, I was drafted there. Um, but you know that, like, then you flip the page and it's exciting at the same time. You being a pro and, it's really exciting because you don't know what's on the other side. And to me, I don't mind the unknown sometimes, and especially when I am when I have to prove myself all over again. I like doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I really like proving myself all over again and, and shedding light on, you know, different areas that no one has seen before in my hockey and in my personality. So I, I like this time of year. It's very exciting to me. It's, it's like I said, it's just, it's summed it up. It's very exciting for me. I want to see, um, I don't really care about any other team. I really don't. I don't pay attention to no other team. To be honest with you, I look at what the Calgary Flames are going to be doing, <clears throat> and uh, it's just a really exciting time of year. Yeah, and obviously trade deadline means playoff push time too. And yeah. I mean, when we watch you play 
we think this guy's built for the playoffs. Yeah. You got a little bit of a taste of it in Philly, but I'm sure yeah. you're probably looking forward to, to locking down a spot yeah. here. How exciting is it to have that, you know, that carrot in front of you right now? That's what you play for. This is the time of year where uh, people's hockey show at the best. And, you know, uh, I'm fighting, I'm fighting, you know, for my livelihood. I don't have a contract next year. So I'm playing every game right now, all, all year long as like a playoff game. And I think when we get in the playoffs and I have that opportunity to shine in the playoffs, uh, that's when my my um, my ultimate self will come out. And not that it doesn't come out during the games now, but I'm going to find a new level in playoffs and, and let that shine. Just a couple more quick ones before I let you go. Kind of the, the rapid-fire stuff I have to ask guys when they come on here, but what do you like to get up to, especially as a new guy in the city? What do you like to get up to in the city here in Calgary or maybe around the city uh, on your off days? Uh, that's a good question. My Honestly, my kids are so young. My son's two and a half. My daughter's nine months. Just getting out for a walk with them or going to the park with them. or I'm, I'm literally like when I leave the rink, I'm at home being a dad. Um, and that's probably one of my biggest passions in life is being a father and um, directing my kids the right way and parenting them the right way that I think is the best fit for them. Uh, so that's probably my number one thing that I like to do other than, you know, this be a father and, and hang out with my son and my daughter and spend as much time as I can with them because, you know, when I leave in the morning, gone till three so from three to nine I get to really be with them and then when I'm on the road I don't see them at all so when I'm home I'm home with them uh, taking care of them um, but if I were to do anything you know uh, I don't know it's tough I, do, I don't mind shopping like really yeah I don't mind like, <laughs> buying some nice new shoes or you know treating myself when the when the time is right you know you gotta appreciate yourself and take care of yourself first and foremost and treat yourself and reward yourself so I think that that's probably <laughs> taking care of myself, take care of my family. That's good stuff. Yeah. I, on that note, your family, were they able to join you at the start of the season, or, or how did that work out no, for you? No, uh, we were all here for training camp, <clears throat> and then um, I went down to Stockton, um, and then I sent my, my family back home to Hamilton because I didn't know what the deal was, so I didn't see them for three months, and that was really tough. The first month, month and a half, was actually pretty easy because yeah. I was so busy, you know, playing hockey and stuff and then uh, the last month and a half kind of weighing on me and weighing on me and and then you know I got the call to call back up um, I didn't bring them right away I waited for Christmas break I went home for Christmas uh, still not knowing if I was gonna be up and down but I said you know what I can't not be with you guys so I brought them back with me after Christmas break so pretty and, recent then eh? yeah and I rode the wave and it kind of just all worked out wow, very yeah. cool uh, and lastly for you what's your favorite road city that's a tough question. That's a really tough question. Like to, to hang out in or play or just to hang out and like. Let's, yeah, let's stick to off ice. Off ice Like stuff. if there's an off day, what would you do? What is the best restaurants, that sort of thing? Oh, man. I think the best restaurant, like I'm, I'm not, I live there in Philly, man. The Philly is a great city. Like I'm not saying it because I live there and stuff, but like everything is so close. There's so many restaurants. There's so much shopping and everything is walkable. Like, yeah. like you can walk two minutes and see everything and walk two minutes the other way and see a whole another side of the city and there's a, a place called park and they got a really nice restaurant morimoto nice restaurant yeah just really really they got everything down downtown philly nice good pick yeah. nobody else has done that one no yet, so i like it yeah <laughs> philly yeah awesome thanks a lot zach loved having you on man yeah no problem